I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back there. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Alright, ding dang ding dang ding dang ding dang. Welcome to Roast Mortem, yeah. a podcast for you listeners of podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm Tom. I'm a Travis. I am your Cody for the evening. I'm Mike. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Gonna mm. roast the dead idiot with our butts out. Yeah. You all have your butts yeah, out? Yeah, we are. Ceremonial yeah. butts out. All Sitting right. on it right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but like a lot of you folks listening to this are probably listening to it on a device conceptualized by this man that we're going to talk about. Oh, God, oh really? Tom, we can't talk about yes. this now. We have more important things to talk about. Like, what's our week? Well, how was your yeah, week, could- Mike? Um, I gotta think about it for a second. <laughs> Engaging. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, uh, this is the glorious. content you come for. Come on, Mike. We're losing Patreon. Watch out, no, last podcast. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're losing Patreon. I, uh, I, uh, did a lot of things. Cody, how was your week? <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't think about this either. Fuck uh, you. Battening, Tom, battening. how was your week? Oh. No, I was your oh, week. Thanks. Sorry. All right. So, actually, I did think about this because I've, um, as many of you know, I have two podcasts that I participate in. This All one right. being the baby child, and the other one's the very professional Heavy Hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every week on Heavy Hole, I always spill my beans uh, for roast mortem the night before, and I have nothing to talk about. How was my week? So, yes, I do have something. My week. I bit my tongue harder than I've ever bit it before. I was Why? bleeding everywhere. What? Because I sneezed. Oh. I sneezed and bit my tongue. Imagine that. Wow. Uh, um, Must have been like a another, dad sneeze or something. I yes. I sneezed in my PPE, my face mask, and just yeah. all uh, the fucking uh, phlegm got caught all over the inside yeah. of the face mask. It was disgusting. You don't do that. Yeah. Uh, also, I got prank phone called for the first time in, I don't know, maybe, maybe a, a decade and a half. Yeah. I got a legit prank phone call. You got freaked? What you happened? Know who it was? Did you ever find out? I have no idea who it was, but I was sitting and I was playing um, a video game in my spare time, which I had very little of, so I felt uh, that uh-huh. it was a little more insulting. <laughs> Someone was trying to get my time. I'm playing a video game and I get a call on Skype because I have a Skype number. Okay. Because I have a subscription to Skype so I can deal with clients. I see this call coming in from New Jersey of all places. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a dirty phone call. Yeah. Dirty Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So so um I say hello and the man goes hey mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like hey to you sir <laughs> this is what I say I say hey to you and uh and, and the guy on the other side he goes guess what <laughs> I said what and he and he farted <laughs> <laughs> That's and so he, basic and, and effective though yeah, he hung up, and I was smiling. I felt like I got the same <laughs> amount of joy that he did. So. Jokes on him. The next person to use that phone gets pink eye. Yep, yeah, pretty much. That sounds like normal Jersey talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have been actually speaking in foreign tongue. Yeah, yeah. that's how you just uh, order a sandwich there. You just walk up to the register, and they're like, "Hey, how you doing?" 
And then you just like present <laughs> your butthole and you just fart and they give you like a sloppy oh, yeah. capicola sandwich. You go to Jersey Mike's. Yep. And then uh, what else am I doing? Oh, we um we just put out an episode with uh, for Heavy Hole with Dean Lamb from Archspire. Sick. Now this man, he has a fantastic YouTube channel where he learns songs. Um, well, his band is excellent. And then he's learning songs right in front of you. He does these live streams, him and his wife, Claire. A lot of fun. Uh, we put it out. We put this episode out, and he was like, oh, yeah, make sure that you get in contact with me when it's out so I can put it on my massive social media out uh, mm. um, uh, resources. Make sure it gets out there. We're like, of course, this is a podcast. It's all about getting yeah. it out there, right? Yeah. No podcast does anything by just kind of staying. So day it comes out, see him on Instagram. My uh, 30,000 subscribers have been hacked from me. I have no access to anything. <laughs> uh, I feel for the guy, but selfishly, I'm like, come on, dude. We had a great conversation. Dude, he totally got hacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got digital hacked. So mm-hmm. I hope uh, by the time people listen to this, Dean Lamb is back on the line. Mm. But, uh, so, you know. so wait. I, anyway, that was my week. I'm going to jump back over to Cody. Cody, you're about to get super wet, super yeah, hard, and super wet. Doug- Douglas <laughs> is making me wet. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Douglas, yeah, yeah. Douglas. Uh, Hawaii's uh, getting ready to kiss Douglas or vice versa. Big old hurricane. So if you notice my absence at any part um, tonight, I'm probably dying. So yeah, and we're rolling. We're rolling right through. Cody's gonna be yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll do a sign off for you, Cody. Don't yeah. worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need a salute at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, do it to us via Skype, and then put your shit on milk crates and mm-hmm. enjoy the sand. Cody, this is kind of like we're we're doing a show with one of those combat veterans. Like, are you wearing like uh, like the combat reporters? Are you wearing a water a bulletproof wings? vest yeah. and some wearing, water wings? Wearing water wings <laughs> and uh, just a, a canteen of whiskey. You're like doing the Anderson. A- Anderson Cooper thing being out in like Saudi Arabia where they hate reporters, but they also hate homosexuals. So he is double targeted. Yeah. What a brave man. He's out there just kind of looking alien type. Cody doesn't like water or being outside. So that's what a hurricane does. I, I hate the outside. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay not where this hurricane is in my house. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally genius. So, Cody, I hope you survive this. Um, Me too, actually. Travis, I, I hate to do this to you, but Mike, did you have some time to think about how your week was? Oh, I totally forgot again. <laughs> Just- <laughs> All right, it's my time then. I mean, I was like, I, I mean, I don't know. I like fucking did shit. There you go. I kind of forgot. Like, I had a boring week. It was really Good hot. I was like sweating my nuts off all week. All right, sweaty and high. Yeah, not high. I don't do drugs. Uh, CBD. Yeah, yeah, CBD. Only. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about my week, Tom. Sorry about yep. that. First of all, I don't care. Rip 420. Don't care for your week, Regis so. Phil Byrne. Dead as hell. I'm sorry for you and your family. Regis <laughs> <laughs> is dead. Yeah. You know, because a, a huge staple of roast mortem <laughs> is to uh, salute and give, give praise to those who have uh, spent so much time on TV for us and then just kind of die. Yeah, he didn't know where yeah. he was when he That's died. That's my muse. Well, love him. Big on dead people. Uh, so uh, I moved into a new place. Uh, I found Regis's body when I moved into this new place. He was oh, okay nice. at that point, and then he died. 
Yeah, officer. <laughs> yeah. He was dead after I found no, him. I finally moved into my new place. Uh, yeah, you know, can't even really think about anything else. You know, not, I don't know. There's a lot going on in my life. And right yeah. now I feel overwhelmed by how many things. I'm seeing ghost titties everywhere because I'm in a ghost house. And I try to That's go to cool. sleep. No, it's not cool. There's too many titties in my ghost titty house. Are they Damn. disembodied ghost titties or are they attached to like ghosts? No, they're just ghost titties. Like you could just take them off your body if you're a ghost. Like I'd take my dick off my body if I was a ghost dick. Dude, this is science here. It seems that you're extending yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> removing your penis for ghosts? I don't know, man. Wait till they take it. Yeah, from my cold, dead penis. Well, it might be one of the perks of being dead. You know what I mean? Just like, got your nose, got my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's true. I've just been farting around, sneezing into my mask. That's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I also moved good. across the street from uh, <laughs> Trader Joe's. And it's really funny oh, to see... Um, Lines and lines of your stereotypical Portland folk queuing up to go into Trader Joe's to buy their try to pee on them, buy their snacks. Uh, did you did you hear that Trader Trader Joe's is removing the uh, fun um, shirts international embellishments that they use with the term Trader Joe's? So, for example, if you were to get um, a, a uh, I did tortilla, hear about this. you get a tortilla from Trader Joe's tortilla. It's, it's, Tortilla. If you got tortilla, tortilla from Trader Joe's, um, it used to be Trader Jose's. Oh yeah. Oh, that's nice. Put, not, put some international flair. Appreciate the it's region inclusive. from where the food comes from. And that, and three women got mad at this and said that this company cannot do that. And unfortunately, Trader Joe's don't hate them pushovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they did it. They, they took away the Trader Jose's. They take away the 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 Trader Juan's or. Um, Trader Chang's or whatever they do with Chinese food. Now <laughs> it's just sucks. Trader Joe's visits those places. Yeah, yeah, probably Ernest like goes a... to jail. Like Trader Joe goes to like <laughs> Hong Kong. China. No, you just walk in there and you're like, mm. "This is a cuisine from not in America, somewhere yeah, in the world." <laughs> yeah, they want to remove identities from places. Yeah. I don't like that. All right, let's play. Let's have fun. Yeah. Everyone what identity? Relax. What identity? What identity is on display tonight? Cool. Scottish. Oh, okay. Laddie. So trade is it really though. Trade no, McJohns. Cool. Haggis. Right. Yes, haggis is. The, have you ever had haggis? It just, it just sounds nasty. Oh. It sounds like garbage. Not that to be mean to Scottish people. But I never had it, but there's a mince core, core band called Haggis, yeah. and uh, they make it seem grosser than it is, but. Anyway, let's move along. Wow, we've been talking for a while about nothing. Uh-huh. Um, so now let's talk sure, about yeah. something. Roast Mortem tonight, the chopping slab, if anyone wants to ask. Thomas, who is on the chopping block this evening? I'm glad you asked, Cody. It's Alexander Graham Ooh. Bell. Hello. Hello, sir. Oh. Hello, sir. How you no, doing, sir? you said hoy hoy <laughs> on the early <laughs> phones, Travis. Oh, ho- horse, 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 oh. horse. Hello. Are these the horse? Hello, horse. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The the reason we say hello. Oh no! It wait. Oh, I fucked up my research. I didn't write this down. But I think it was Alexander Alexander Graham Bell wanted to say right. ahoy ahoy, and then somebody changes to hello. Them. Damn it! And that's why we say hello, dude. I'm just gonna start saying ahoy. Like, what up, chips? Ahoy, motherfucker. <laughs> that sounds way more fun than hello, can motherfucker. We, can we restart the show and just start it with ahoy? ahoy. <laughs> 
Ahoy there, motherfucker! Yeah, we, I should have done that. I'm sorry, everyone. It's been a long week, so I'll get into this. Let's do a, a, a an episode. All right. A real episode. So, if you don't know, if you've never been outside before, like Sucks. Cody, um, he is the inventor of the telephone. Not Cody, but um, mm-hmm. Alexander Graham Bell invented the goddamn telephone, and therefore the telemarketer, and perhaps uh, phone sex. Oh, oh, sick. And he did a lot more inventing, but there was some... Uh, questionable <laughs> patents that uh, came oh. down his way. We're going to talk about that a little bit, amongst some other things. But uh, overall, he's not a terrible guy. He's not like a... Um, uh, who's that guy? Yeah, okay. Hitler. He's not like him. Yeah. He's a uh, <laughs> different flavor. But, Wait, uh, he, so without this man, we would never have the dick pic. Well, yeah, that can be contested later. All right. I want to know because I want to see if I like this guy or I don't like this guy. Dick pic is an important part of Modern baiting. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've sent one dick pic my entire life. Really? And I almost went to really? jail right after. Really? Yeah. I don't send dick pics anymore. I almost went wow. to jail. Yeah. Because I sent it to the wrong number. Oh. <laughs> that's not good. But anyway, it was an accident. Yeah, I sent it to the police. And they came. <laughs> they came. <laughs> they knocked on every house on the block and asked to see the penises that lived inside. Yep. Well, it, AT&T just gave it away. Uh, Suffolk County police right here. I just heard penis. They really snitched on you, AT&T? <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, I mean, uh, Mike, I, I I, have terrible stories to tell, but that one was a joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, Alexander Graham Bell, he was born in yeah. Edinburgh, Scotland, March 3rd, 1847, to Alexander Melville, Melville and Eliza Grace Simmons Bell. Fancy. Oh. Alexander, after his, uh, he was named Alexander because of his father, that was his name, and then his grandfather. Uh, both were very important people in his life. We'll see what's up. Uh, both of those dudes were in the fields of speech and sound. So Bell's interest in the matter had been set up very mm-hmm. early. That's like me. I'm very interested in speech and sound. I'm very good at it, too. I make a lot of sounds. I'm a mouth artist. I make a lot of sounds in my mouth. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty, you know, one of a kind over here. That's very nice, Travis. <laughs> uh, Don't give it away for free. Uh, I hate that. I really do. Uh, his grandfather was an actor who studied speech and then wrote several books on stuttering oh. and stammering, which is something you will hear on this podcast <laughs> sometimes because we have good editors. <laughs> his father was a professor of phonetics, a specialist in how people spoke and perceive sound. He was the inventor of visible speech, which is a written representation of all sounds the human mouth Ooh. can make. Like talking with your hands, too, kind of shit. Uh, very averse to the idea of talking with their hands. I mean, was adverse mean like all uh, They're it. against it. They didn't oh, like against this. it. They didn't like this. They but saw yeah. this. They were like ghosts. Oh. Wait, you're saying that they were racist towards Italians? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, oh. I can't disprove right. that. <laughs> I, I could see Alexander Graham's Graham Bell's great grandson as soon as the Mario Brothers coming out just throwing a hissy fit. <laughs> hey. What is this shit? I've been looking at pizza stores, bread, and now we got it on games. What's a game? <laughs> ah, you need a beautiful haggis, no pizza. Ooh. A haggis uh, slice mm. of pizza. Mm. So, um, Bell and his two brothers, Melville and Edward, were homeschooled by their mother. Both Edward and Melville died of tuberculosis in their youth, mm-hmm. making 
Alex or Alec, the saddest kind of only child. TB, what up? Yeah, but that doesn't really happen till later. They hang out for a bit. So um, I just want to f- fill it in there. You know, he's got some trauma coming up. That sucks. Losing both your parents at a young age. No, he lost both attention? his brothers. Oh, his brothers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, suck, okay. Mike. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. But CBD. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me. I wasn't laughing. I was burping. Well, tuberculosis uh, is a hilarious disease. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> Easily treatable with some chicken noodle yeah, soup and uh, perhaps a gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Alec, from a very young age, fascinated with the world around him. This little idiot loved nature. He's like, oh, leaf on the ground. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. Parents are like, well, we don't have TV, so enjoy. Fine. <laughs> He also loved playing piano, and he was a very promising young talent for his age. Uh, His mother, Eliza, who herself was deaf, hired the best piano teacher in Mm -hmm. Edinburgh to teach Alec, the young Alec. She's like, well, let's let's see how good he is. And uh, did a bunch of lessons, and the teacher's like, yo, this kid is like prodigy level. It's amazing. And then the preacher was like, "Well, um, well, we just finished a lesson. So take care of your young prodigy. I'll be back tomorrow. Didn't come back tomorrow. Guy died. Mm. And then Alec was just not into playing piano anymore. He really liked his teacher. Didn't happen. I just imagine some Scottish yeah. dude. He's going to like, all right, daddy. <laughs> now you're going to hit all the black keys like they do in Asia. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. He's a genius. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these musical niceties. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Eastern sounding. <laughs> Just play the black keys while you're sipping ramen up, boy. <laughs> so yeah, he um Al- Alec was always good at piano after that, but he his interest just dropped. He was just like I, I guess this was such a young age. This happened when he was like seven. So he's like, Oh, that's what happens to piano people? <laughs> no. Well, uh, well, not <laughs> not in his defense, all pianists eventually die. <laughs> yes. What'd you say right. about me, Cody? Uh, he called you a a, a, a fucking yeah. a dick bimbo because you're always getting into trouble. <laughs> oh, getting into trouble, just two guys and their friends getting into tr- Wait, trouble. Four of us. Why did you say two guys and their friends? I don't know. Are two of us not friends? <laughs> Wait, are we the two? Are we and Mike the two yeah, guys because sure. we're cousins? <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is a sitcom. I didn't write it. Chuck, what's that guy? Chuck Lorre wrote it. Chuck Laurie. Oh, cool. Chuck Laurie. What do you mean? Uh, Norman Lear? No, Chuck Laurie. Isn't he the one that does like Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Two no, guys oh, and know. their friends. <laughs> I, I Maybe. Let's go with it. Yeah, All right. Anyway. About, Travis. So like I mentioned before, Eliza, his mother, Alexander Graham Bell's mother, deaf. Deaf is a, a, a wow. deaf person. She played piano. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. That, that sounded a little weird. She had this listening tube that would be placed on top of the piano so she yeah. could hear it go in her ear just like a tube. It's weird. Oh, you want to hear something? You want to you tune in for a minute? Tube, tube up. <laughs> That's cool. So Alec thought this was super neat. And he also noticed that he could talk to his mother if he talked in a really low voice. Did like one of these? Uh, uh, ASMR. I told you. Uh, yeah. He talked like that really close to her head. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is perfect, perfect way to communicate. I'll just... Really, I'll talk into my mother's forehead and we'll, uh, and we'll have worked, conversations. Though. It fucking worked. I, I, um, I want to see the two of these mother and son at like a Five Guys getting yeah. some burgers and just. 
How do you like the fries? Tasting like peanuts. What do you want, mommy? <laughs> I'll take a peanuts. <laughs> I love the peanuts. They're so good. There's going to be a few of those. Um, so thank God none of our listeners are deaf. <laughs> ah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah. don't tell your deaf cousin if you hear this. We're yeah, not this is, trying to get canceled or anything an like that. Uh, we're just having fun here. Um, at age 11, Alec was tired of not having a middle name for some reason because he actually didn't. Uh, I don't know why. So he got the name Graham and his family was like, that's cool. Uh, let's have a party. Your name is Graham. I think it was because of his um, his like family friend. His name was Graham who would you know say jokes. He likes Graham crackers. Yeah, so he was just Alec Bell, and now he's Alexander Graham Bell. So at age 12, he was hanging out with his best friend, Ben Herdman, uh, at his father's flour mill. (laughs) Ben's father, Mr. Herdman, most likely drunk, told the boys to do something useful with themselves. So Alec created a prototype for a machine that would remove the husks from harvested wheat That's so lame. I was expecting, like, Uh, a jackass, like, intro. You know what I mean? Like... I'm Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> da, da, da. This thing takes husks off a of corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not that extreme, but also keep in mind, like, these are people with, you know, a game for them was move the rocks around, sing a little song. Uh-huh. Like, that's what they did at the time. So when a little kid, a 12-year-old's like, Let's invent shit. People are like, oh, shit. So his little invention works so well that Ben's dad was like, hey, nice job, you bastard. <laughs> now I can fire a few of my employees, and here's this shed so you can make cool shed shit. That's pretty <laughs> neat. Yeah, promotion. Yeah. yeah. But he did get paid to begin. <laughs> so he shed shed. He started with a 80% shed. 80% promotion on top of zero is still zero. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced that that in Scotland, child well, maybe not now, but back in the day, uh, child abuse was just uh, promoted. <laughs> yeah, there's like government <laughs> yeah. PSAs. Oh, what are you what are you kids doing over here? Why don't you work? <laughs> that sounds pretty <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> yeah, get the work. I'm not talking about like sexual perversion. I'm just talking about like abuse. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> like hey, you, you drink out of a cup. Why don't you go build a <laughs> Good wall? <old> platonic abuse. <laughs> Well, you know, also the fact that they were there were these kids just fucking around building shit at a flour mill. Do you know that a flour mill is actually one of the most dangerous places uh, to work? It's a fucking in, time throughout, bomb throughout yeah, all of history. Yeah. Like even back when they used the big flour mill stone grind, because when that flour is in the really air, hot? if there's one spark, that shit explodes. It's a bomb. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So as to why they didn't just do it um, outside. Uh, nice days. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, what am I talking about? Scotland's haven't never had a nice day. That, this is also true. It's always yeah. nice on the Trump green up in uh, Scotland. I, I can't wait to visit one day to try one of those Mexican taquito bowls. <laughs> so even though this kid was real smart, he was a shitty student and his dad didn't like that. So he sent his dad uh, to live with his grandfather down in London. Oh, he sent his dad there? Well, no, he said, no. <laughs> did I? Re- I said, you said that. <laughs> did I really? <laughs> yeah. I misphrased it. Excuse so me. So his, da- his dad sends his uh, kid, you know, oh, uh, okay. Alex, our friend, Alexander Graham Bell down to. Yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's been a long week. Also drinking. Um, <laughs> now we got 
little Alec down there, he's he's gonna be a little gentleman. His grandpa called up a tailor and had his grandson done up with some sweet ass gentleman clothes and shoes and hats and all the dumb shit that gentlemen have. Uh, canes for no reason. He was a kid, but uh, you got Janko jeans. So maybe he had legs like Mike, where he had like a fifty year old knees, but he was actually. <laughs> Yeah, why are you my younger cousin and have older knees than mine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's great. I don't know. It's uh, just unfortunate, I think. It is an unfortunate thing. And uh, we'll start. We'll have the GoFundMe up yeah. sometime soon. New knees. <laughs> yeah. Mikey, new Yeah, can we do a Go, yeah. GoFundMe? Mike, like, if you had to choose. Buy Mike new legs. <laughs> Not just, just knees. New knees. One, new knees. Mike, if you had to replace one kneecap, would it be your left or right? All right, kneecap. Sure. I fucking tore my meniscus. What an old year. Jewish man problem to have. <laughs> oh, I tore my no, meniscus. You sound like skating. a fucking 50-year-old. Yeah, but that that's how we know that the GoFundMe is not a scam because he was able to answer. Yeah. yeah. It was none of this, like, I, we asked him how his week was. It was like, uh, we were like, hey, which knee would you get replaced? Oh, the fucking right one, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it literally hurts so bad sometimes. Dude, we'll make sure oh, your man. new knees have like LEDs in them and shit, and you can like. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. or we could take this like the sadomasochist level. Like for every new patron, Mike has to do like a hundred squats. Why? <laughs> With the money, <laughs> be in shape. I don't give him any of this money. He doesn't. I know that's it. why it's silly. <laughs> we, 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 we have a huge I, butt. I'm doing I'm, squats. I'm not Mr. Herdman from Scotland, 18, 1830. <laughs> I'm not going to abuse my cousin like this. Go invent something for me, Mike, so I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> that's not going to happen here. Next week, I'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We. <laughs> thank you. Uh, all right. Anyway, so back to Alex. Alex is with his grandfather, and his grandfather beats the careless student out Ooh. of this kid. By age sixteen, Alec was a sharp and dedicated student. Uh, he had to read and study books about speech and um, uh, other dumb shit. Proper talking and stuff like that. Proper talking. What is even a Eloquence. mouth? Um, Elocution. All these things, you know, some stutters and stuff like that. To be fair, too, like these books are written in the 1830s, most likely. So a lot of the information is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is that code? You said the word before. It's elocution lessons. Elocution. Yeah. It's talking like a gentleman. Yes. Oh, there's a word for that. I like the elocution. You know, I was um, I was talking to my boss. uh, I would say about like two weeks ago. And he goes, you say L's weird. What? And I was like, wow. What do you mean L's? I think he's right. L's. I say L weird. L? That- like when I when I say words and when I hate hearing my voice, that's the letter that sucks the most. L. Lima. L. L. Hmm. Yeah. Say it again, L. Well, I can't just say L, but I can say like ladder. L- I say ladder. L is almost like non-existence. Like ladder. Yeah, adder. You know? I don't know. Ladder. So ladder. for those of you who hear my voice, ladder. if you notice I have weird L's, Ammons. I know it and stop picking on me. You're mean. <laughs> You're rude to do that to him. Rude. I am rude. a vulnerable man who does many good things for society. Like, try, like try to make money for myself and invest. Uh, <laughs> let's continue. Anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. Hey. Uh, after a year in London, Alec went back home where he was treated like a boy again. So instead <laughs> of his father lightening up on him and his brother Melville, he challenged them to build a speaking machine. Now, you see, while in London, mm-hmm. Father Bell came and visited Alec and brought him to Wolfgang von Templin's house, the inventor of the first speech machine ever, which was basically a bicycle horn that sounded like it was kind of saying, ah, 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 ah,
Like it was terrible. It wasn't a speaking. Oh, uh, so it's like a all, but. like an adult in Charlie Brown universe. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you can actually Google this. Um, there are replicas of this, and there are YouTube videos of people <clears throat> using these speech machines. Uh, you might be able to hear a mama in it. Mama. Yeah, but back then that was like, oh, you made a box saying. <laughs> <laughs> what else they had back then? They didn't have shit. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'd be amazed. That kind of reminds me of, like, you know how, like, we're kind of on the cutting edge of, like, robotics and, like, things, like, hitting that weird, yeah. like, what's that robotics. shit called? Uncanny Valley. Singularity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like, you ever seen that woman android that's, like, supposed yeah, to look freaky. like a real person? And it's like, oh, the kill Japanese? me. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> like, this yeah. is where we're at right now. But in the yeah. 1800 with talking. So it's like, uh, hey, you want to hear my talking machine say I love you, baby? And it'll be like, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I personally feel like this. That's a symptom of we've hit like a brick wall in technology. We've advanced so much recently. I don't know. The auto blow 50 is years. Cool. That's true. I'm not I'm not shitting on technology. What I'm saying is that the next thing that's going to help us with AI and like crazy um automation and stuff like that that's going to take people's jobs, that's going to be a little while longer. Yeah. And then then's going to get even fucking crazier, you know? Right now we're living in the advanced version of just hearing a box go until we unlock the full potential of potential of my pillow and then we will see the true light (laughs) how the world works 2069 it's going downhill all right i'll I'll mark my i'll take the number i'm probably not gonna live till then so what i might see it 2069 you definitely will your knees might not (laughs) i'll have robot knees Mike's going to be like a Futurama fucking head pickled in a jar of CBD. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty generous. I was thinking more Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) What, in a fucking wheelchair? That's it. Fuck it. Lieutenant Mike. Fuck it. He was getting laid like crazy. (laughs) Or you could do the Cotton Hill thing. I remember correctly. Do the Cotton Hill thing. Oh, yeah. Do the Cotton Hill thing. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. Dude, you can take my feet. You're not going to use them, right? Yeah. He's, he'll be dead. I'm not going to use them. I'll have oh. robot legs. What are you talking about? We'll figure it out. Well, so I'll have something cool, like hover around or some shit. Truly a bridge that must be crossed when we get there. So now Father Bell decided to bring his young inventor gentleman boy to see uh, uh, to see this stupid machine. And then afterwards, <laughs> he's just like, hey, I think you could do it better because you like wasting your time and I don't like to be bothered. So... That's exactly uh-huh. what happened. So he and his still alive brother were able to make their own bicycle horn, and uh, that gave them confidence. And <laughs> Alex was like, "I'm an inventor now. This is what I do. Yeah, I make shit. I like that. Yep. That's cool. every inventor needs yeah. a good shed." Excuse me, Alex. How come your talking machine just says titties really loud? <laughs> <laughs> like almost well, annoyingly loud <laughs> yeah. to the point where the well. neighbors are suspicious of what's going on in the shed. Well, so I had to pick a word, and I, I thought the bosom was the most exceptionally beautiful word. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's easier to make titty than bosom. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the world is getting like their machines to say, hello, world. And Alexander Graham Bell is just like, titties. Titties. Like an Indian Ving Rhames. Like, titties. Titties. I'm a genius. Anyway. <laughs> so he becomes a pupil uh excuse me he becomes a pupil teacher what and that's not uh, just a pupil that's someone who's uh doesn't get paid to get teaching experience 
mm-hmm. or they get paid a little bit. Like an intern. Yeah, it's like an intern. But competent. But, I, but at school, and they're 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 gonna give people degrees based on what this person does. So it's a little different. Anyway, so he becomes the pupil teacher at the Weston House Academy in Engen, Moray, Scotland, to further his education. He gets a tiny bit of cash out of it. As a pupil teacher, he was excellent at his job, and his teachers gave him, excuse me, his students, they gave him so many apples. He was a great teacher. Oh, shit. He discovered that about himself. So Alexander Graham Bell, on top of being a wonderful inventor, he's a good teacher. He can get down to people's level. He He can kneel down at a desk better than any other teacher, make eye contact. He sounds like a good guy, Tom, to me. Well, we're gonna find out. I kind of like this guy right now. He's you should like this guy right now. Everything Wait, I've told you. Mike, yeah. you liked when the teacher got down on your desk and like yeah. looked you in the eye and was like, answer this fucking question, you moron. <laughs> Did you have a teacher that looked like Lisa Ann? That would have oh, been cool. I wish. Oh, I, I like Julia Ann. I would have went to school a lot more. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, I would have been at every class. Yeah, we would never skip. I'd be like, all right, I got to mm. be here. Well, but instead we all had Mrs. Holly. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's not going to listen. I don't care. Anyway, after <laughs> after his first year of doing that shit, um, he and his brother Melville went on a tour with their father, demonstrating his father's life work, which was the written speech language. What is this? Now, it is a visualization of every sound that the human mouth can make. Oh. Summed up in 40, uh, 34 syllables, or symbols, excuse me. So is this like the predecessor of like the fucking, the dictionary speech guidance? No, no, it's not. Okay, interesting. Um, it's interesting because it doesn't matter what language the sound comes from. It's a symbolic representation of phonetics only. Hmm. So it's this sheet. So it doesn't matter. Like they could literally create something as stupid as like, and then represent like, it. It doesn't it. matter. Yeah. They could represent it with what's being heard. Um, is this before the dictionary was written? Because it was written in the 1800s, right? I actually don't like know Oxford which one was the first. It was. Yeah, I think Webster was first, though, wasn't it? 1856, I think. Holy shit! 1856. Is it for 1856? I'm just going I, with it. It doesn't I didn't matter. I always says it on the, time on the dictionary. the dictionary right now. And there must have yeah. been real dumbasses out and about. And Dude, that's just, how they. Yeah. Just that's how know they. Know hard to get one of those too. Shit out well, of luck. Like that's how they know how people talked from like the 16th century or whatever because they just write what they thought what they thought they sounded like. There yeah, was no like. Yeah. There's no standard way of spelling anything. Like, it was like ho- hello spelled with a U or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like new. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. I mean, English is a terrible language on paper. Why do like, we speak? Phonetically, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Um, sh- I know I was I was, was doing a little bit of looking into Greek. Greek is the most like phonetically tied to what the words are. They don't have like the th thing. They have a couple of those. Can we but- do Esperanto? Like an entire mm-hmm. episode in Esperanto? Oh, we should probably roast that guy. I heard he was real dumb. The guy who oh, invented okay. Esperanto. You should look at that, Cody. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, his, his their father, Father Bell, he had made uh, Alex's father, Father Bell, he had developed this um written speech language and the two brothers would present it for him uh, <laughs> one of them would leave the room and the other would ask a volunteer to just say anything like anything at all it could be a fart noise didn't matter and then the other the Ooh. brother would write it down on a chalkboard and then the other brother would come into the room 
and read the phonetic language written on the board and everyone would lose their shit. They're like, oh my oh. God, it fucking works. <laughs> okay. How useful is that though? Well, I get it's a challenge and a worthy one, but how useful is it? We'll, we'll see. Um, this doesn't go away just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tool was considered a very effective. It was considered very effective in regards to teaching deaf how to speak. Mm. Um, That's cool. It's all about pronouncing without reference. Hmm. So it's yeah, sound. So you can, you're deaf. If you're deaf, you can go in blind. Oh, <laughs> Zing. Uh, we might have blind listeners, Tom. You can't. Well, they understand the saying. Because we don't have idiot listeners. Yeah, I no idiots here. Okay. Only geniuses. Yeah. The only idiots are <laughs> us. <laughs> so basically, mm-hmm. the idea behind it was that you could take any deaf person, you can teach them this, and you be you would be able to turn them into um, basically my Jewish grandmother. Really? Yeah, because they would be have the ability to speak anything that was written, but not the ability to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> so they they could talk at you for days, no problem. They could still do lip reading, and they could, but but they would be able to pronounce the words correctly. That was the point. Like, uh, you know, they they would know what an M sounded like. They would know that the the the, hmm. the lips need to touch, and there need to be no there need to be no explosive there. Mm, like that has a certain thing. Mm. So it's an interesting like breakdown of language. But Cody, I think you mentioned it doesn't have a practical application. Unless if you're deaf. No. Aside from, like, the tutel- tutoring of the, the deafies. Right, yeah. exactly. But this is not something that the um, the non-deaf Very population niche. is going to learn and adopt for the sake of the deaf population. Right. Espe- especially since the deaf population had... Because <laughs> fuck minorities. <laughs> well, no, they had their own culture. The sign language is around. You know, the, yes. the, these people were able to communicate. Yeah, there were poor deaf kids who got around with the grunts and shit like that. And that's an unfortunate oh. case. But, like, you can educate anyone to communicate. Tom, I think you're missing the point here. How old is Alexander? I'm being too compassionate. How old is Alexander right now? He's probably, like, what, 18? Uh, yeah, like 18, 18. 19. So he's going out to the pubs and he's he's saying, hey, I guess what I invented. Uh, he'd find some bird. And he'd be like, hey, guess what? I invented how ah. to do all these phonetics. Uh, you want to know the most tongue-active uh, sound in the English language? He'd be scoring. He'd be scoring. He'd have a bunch of L's in it. Why didn't you just use your tongue? I'm just talking about how you're You just went all you went all teeth on that. Do that again, Travis. Yeah, do it again. It's funny. It's all teeth. You could do that without a tongue. The first time with a less tongue. That's it. That's a little. There you go. You remember SpongeBob, the fucking Patrick Star doing the little, little, little? That's how you make any woman orgasm. That's fucking. That that was a joke that was written for adults and nobody got it except me. Little, little, little. That's the joke. Wow. I didn't know that. I guess I'm not. I'm just saying, adult. Alexander probably had some ulterior motives besides just the welfare of deaf ulterior. people. <laughs> well, all right, that might pop up later in the episode, allegedly. <laughs> so, Alex's next weird speech thing was studying the pitch of vowels. Now he'd be huh. up all night making strange faces and hitting his cheek, observing uh, what was going on there. His roommate hated him. He's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Travis is doing it right now. You might be able to hear it. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
that was a big thing. He was realizing Quality that content. different vowels had different pitches, and he was like, oh, that's why, because mouths are a thing. Should we just continue the episode just in ASMR voice? Mm, let's put that behind a paywall. <sighs> All right, here we go. Tom, tell us more. Tom, okay. Tell me more. So he... Stop it. <laughs> Cody's getting hard. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now Can't he's um, all day. So he's teaching speech to the deaf, and he's using his visual uh, or written speech to do this. His father. So he's got four young girls that he's teaching the beginnings of speech, and with these four young girls that he was tutoring, he was able to get them to speak, which was pretty much unheard of oh, for deaf cool. people. It's amazing work, really. Uh, he gained a reputation of being a wonderful teacher. Now, things were doing pretty well for the whole Bell family. Uh, Daddy published his book on visual speech. Melville was getting married, and <laughs> shit was going well. And all of a sudden, bad shit happened. Uh, the younger brother, Edward, he was there, and then he died. Uh, he didn't last that long. In the late 1900s, grandfather dies. It happens. Sad. Both Edward and Melville had died of tuberculosis, like I mentioned before. Alec also became sick, so his parents were like, well, we only got one more for it, so let's go do mm-hmm. something. So they moved him. They wanted to get him into a much better climate because Scotland and London and all those areas, England is a questionable place uh, when it comes to breathing. Very rainy. Uh, you basically are um, uh, You're smoking all the time. No, nah, I lived over there. I'm yeah. fine, dude. I smoked a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, how many packs of days do you smoke? Huh? How many packs? I didn't smoke. How many packs a day do you smoke? Didn't smoke packs back then. I used to do rollies, mate. <laughs> rollies, mate. Right, so you say that like it's some kind of defense. So, so <laughs> Travis, just, that's the buffet I also didn't version work in the smoking. coal mines, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you smoked people's fucking bagged leaves. <laughs> yeah, dude. England is the most, uh, it's got a nice, balmy, clammy climate. Yeah. It's great so, for your health. Uh-huh. It's great, except if you're fucking Alexander Graham Bell. So his parents are like, we have to get out of London. That's where they were at the time. It's way less London-y if we just get out of here. So they wanted, they went to Canada to find free health care. But that was a joke. You see, Canada started their single-payer health care system in 1966, long after the Bells got there. Uh, It's uh, a 70 years difference, really. It's not a good joke. Just want to be clear. um, It's good. I know a lot of people are thinking about it. They did move there because of uh, its its climate. It's uh, serene. They were able to buy a giant piece of property and let him breathe mountain air it's all day. Air. And oh, I I I don't know. I think they might have just moved a little Alexander over there because maybe Mama Bell was into uh, the great 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 grandfather of Justin Trudeau and his washboard abs. Oh yeah, I mean, who who isn't? Well, yeah, the, it's like, the, oh, I'm Mr. Trudeau. I've just come to Canada. Oh, how are we doing today, the Bears? Oh, you think? Yeah, I don't know if you can see you me. Think touching Alexander? My nipples. Yeah, yeah. I, you think Alexander Trudeau does like black abs? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Justin like Trudeau out there, just like, uh oh, constantly black abbing it. What's black abbing it? <laughs> well, he uh, uh, pictures were surfaced recently, Mike. I know um, it's good. That you're here because we forget yeah, yeah, that yeah. not everyone knows. You're the things. anchor of comedy. So Justin Trudeau, a very liberal, progressive uh, Canadian prime minister, several pictures of him surfaced 
what was it, last year sometime, uh, in which he was donning blackface. Oh. No, oh, yeah, he had just come that. off the oil rig, and sometimes you're covered in all black. Right, but he had and to go right to a costume party. wearing a party. turban. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he might just came right from the oil rig right to the party. Yeah. And had just enough time to put on only a turban. <laughs> yeah. No pants. Uh-huh. Nope. You know, every time I see him now, that little ditty from the Sega Genesis version of Aladdin, when you die, I hear that every time I see that fucking weenie. I don't trust him. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I also don't trust him. He's too pretty. He's too pretty to be trustworthy. Dude, I I trust the hell out of him. Give me that maple shit. Trust me. It happens. Give me that molten maple syrup on my chest. Ooh. So, there they are, the Bells. They're in Canada. Alex spent the first year at their new abode, you know, reading, being sad. The climate had improved his health, so that was nice. Uh, and in 1871, he moved to Boston to resume his career. Now, he ah. taught teachers of the death, the method, the, the death, the deaf, the, the methods that his father developed a vis- visual speech. Wow, that was a fucking so many so more man. syllables in that sentence than there needed to be. Yeah, so he basically just came in there. He's like, "Yo, teachers, A E I O U, and sometimes Y. What up? Pay me a million. Oh, yes, Bingus. So he he becomes a professor at the Boston University. Uh, he also opens a separate private school called the Bell School of Vocal Physiology. He also continued uh-huh. to experiment with sound. He created his own phonograph, and a phonograph is the earliest known device for recording sound. Oh, cool. Previously, right. this um, guy's really into sounding, isn't he? He loves. <laughs> yep. Travis, I'm surprised that Cody beat you to that one. Uh, you know what? It's a, I, I didn't even see the joke in it because Sc- the Scottish are very into their sounding, let me tell you. Oh, wow. They like to throw that log, and they like to put that log right in the urethra. Yeah, no one ever shows you videos of the second part of the competition. Catching it with your penis. Um, Catching it in your penis? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what they they never show it land because it's going into some guy's wiener. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off, Tom. No, no, it's fine. It's fine because that's just as important as what I was going to say. So the phonograph is a uh, a machine that captures sound, but it just kind of draws it draws it out via using the vibration of tuning forks. Ooh. So it's not the actual sound you'd be seeing back. It's the autograph of the sound. Um, A copy of it? Yeah, it's on either paper, kind of like a lie detector test, but with sound. That's kind of what's going on there, but also shittier and 1800s-ier. Oh, so it's like, this is what you sound like. That's kind of like, you know those people that, uh, have you seen it marketed where it's... um, like, uh, this is the first line of the first Beatles song ever recorded, and I printed it out, and now it's framed in my living room. Or yeah. or it's just like, I recorded my offspring saying, I love you, and tattooed it underneath my left breast. Right. Um, wave- <laughs> Where it got that milk, though. Right. Those waveforms are useless when it comes to reading things. There's no information there. They cannot tell you... Besides whether there's an explosive or volume, what's going on in that waveform? So it's Tom's the audio guy. Listen to him. He's smarter than Graham Bell. Yeah, I'm a Graham man. So he thought that he'd be able to use this, and um, he wanted to be able to demonstrate to deaf people how a word should look using this. Um, 
this was a bust move as drawing the sound didn't have any detailed information. Uh, it just kind of looked neat. So he even, in inventing these things, he used a human ear that he got off of a corpse to make a mic sensitive en- uh, enough to make the idea what? possible. But like I said, it was a bust idea already. It was just a creepy ear machine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what does an ear have to do with anything? Well, you're it's like, uh, it's dead too, right? There's no. Well, it's dead, but um, there's a bone inside your ear behind the eardrum. When oh. your when your eardrum receives noise, it hits the bone. Shakes it. The hammer of the anvil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking like he cut someone's ear off. Like there was like none of the he guts. Did that. Just like no, none of the guts, just like, oh, here's an ear. No, yeah. He had to yeah. go for the guts because he was fascinated with okay. it. It was just like um Yeah, so he's a guy with an ear machine now. So through that process, he Ew. began thinking of this first concepts of the telephone with. So it wasn't a fruitless wow. adventure, but it wasn't used for its original intent. This was, of course, intended to be a teaching tool. Didn't work. So Alec, is he's got a love for teaching and inventing. And at this time in his life, he's more for teaching. So he's teaching some deaf kids in Boston. And one of those students is 15-year-old Mabel Gardner Hubbard. Now, <laughs> Rose Mortem history tells us where this is going, so we'll get into it. They touched each other. Well, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. But to be honest with you, it's... It's so slow and stupid that it doesn't even matter. Uh, I mean, that's Scottish mating for you. Yeah, yeah. Scottish mating. If she's got... Slow, stupid, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> if the grass is green, you can tee off a couple times. Wow. Something like that. So, um, of course, Ew. he's tutoring this 15-year-old. He had some feelings, but he was gentlemanly enough. Um, also, back then, 15-year-olds, they... Weathered like sagging twenty-two-year-olds. Yeah, uh, people in bad. Yeah, if your life expectancy is like thirty-one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like if you ever get a new catcher's mitt or like a new baseball mitt, you put mm-hmm. that oil in it and you just oh, fucking yeah. punch it a whole bunch, pound it, wear yeah, it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they used to do back in the yeah, day. They sure did. Oh, with not sh- catcher's mitts, with their daughters' faces. <laughs> yeah. So uh, her dad ah. was a guy named Gardner Green Hubbard who was an essential part of Boston's history. As you wouldn't dare mention uh, Providence, Rhode Island, without thinking about good old Roger Williams or Savannah, Georgia, without even recollecting on George Oglethorpe, uh, that's what Gardner Green Hubbard was to Boston. Oh. That's what I always think about. Oh, think good, good. Yeah. Ah, it's right? that guy's name. Yeah, no, please. So just think about that. <laughs> Hubbard was a successful lawyer who uh, helped establish a city waterworks in Cambridge and was the founder of the Cambridge Gas Company and later organized a Cambridge Boston, uh, Cambridge to Boston trolley system. He was an advocate for public services. Oh. Now, he tried to nationalize the telegraph system by having the post office acquire it, uh, you know, through some, through some law shit, uh, which was, at the time, all the, uh, the old beep, 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 Telegraph systems were owned by yeah. Western Union. Now, Western Union had bought all the independent and failed telegraph companies by 1866 and had a monopoly on the service. And it was terrible. It would take an entire afternoon to send out a message since the cables could only carry <laughs> one message at the time. At a time, That's something that oh. people do not know. The cable systems were so bad. Wow. Like, like, we complain about not being able to watch Netflix on seven TVs at a time in our yeah. household. 
But <laughs> this was like, I want to send a text message that says, I love you. It takes all afternoon because the post office of wow. privatized companies, Western Union, was like, oh, you have a message? Wait in line, sir. Damn. And here we are on Skype, Portland, New York, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. fucking nothing. Yeah, I love it. Technology. Yeah, I, I I think I think people take that shit for granted all the time. Yeah, dude. it's mm-hmm. like uh, I'm gonna masturbate to it. Yeah. No, I mean like nowadays you can easily send a dick pic or like tit oh, pic yeah. if you want. But back then, if you wanted to do that, you know, Morse code or uh, telegraphs are just long and short beeps. Or a painting. So what they would do is it would be the like, two beeps for the balls. One, two. And Shorts. then you'd hold down the button for the length. For the long. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like, beep, beep, if you're seven inches, if, say if you're like inch, right. one second. And, and, these, and these, oh, telegraphs, second. these telegraphs had to be delivered. And imagine this, the <laughs> amount of times that a telegraph, uh, a, a, a 12-year-old telegraph page would have to show up at someone's house and go, I got a dick for you, ma'am. <laughs> and then he's not an educated boy. He doesn't know what 12 and 14 are, so he went to the wrong house. So then yeah. he gets the shit kicked yeah. out of him. Just because someone said yeah. beep, beep, beep to the wrong person. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly right? how it works. Yeah. So at the time, Hubbard was a rich man, a lot of contacts that he needed to stay uh, up on, you know, returning telegraphs. So he's like, I'm rich. I need this to go faster. <sighs> If there was just someone out there that could help me stop being fucked in the ass by Western Union, I would do anything. Mm. So mm. he wanted the, the U.S. government to screw people instead of these private businesses, of course. So uh, this did make him somewhat famous because he was uh, on the national stage for a while trying to acquire this. And everyone knew who Hubbard was. He was the guy trying to make Western Union uh, suck someone else's dick instead of making everyone else suck their dick. Um, I feel like Western Union just has constantly fucked people over. Because, like, now Western Union is, like, the people that steal money from, like, migrant workers. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty well, much all they are. Really <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. fucking nail on the head, Travis. Yeah, like, <laughs> thank you. I mean, no one goes to Western Union unless we need, like, cash an illegal check. And then they, like, skim, like, 10% off of it. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> such a useless service now. Venmo. We're at, get Venmo. We will later get into why th- that company is so dumb. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun thing. So here's Alec yeah. right now. Uh, he's talking to Gardner's daughter, getting her to speak right so she wouldn't be an embarrassment to mm, the Boston elite. Yeah. Gardner is very grateful for Alec's ability to teach his daughter how to not sound like uh, she's behind a door all the time. So, of course, he had no idea okay. that uh, he was attempting to suckle the teat of this woman, but or 15-year-old, but that, that's neither here nor there. This is history. Um, <laughs> Hubbard, like Alec, he liked his brain. He was into hanging out with him. So they became chummy, and they enjoyed sipping uh, bark water from expensive China on evening, Ooh, nice. evenings. Uh, one evening at what? the Hubbard's house, while entertaining his host with the piano playing that he was oh so good at, he stops short and he turns around and he goes, Hubbard family, did you know that a piano could sing back to Hubbard's like, no, you're drunk, Alexander Graham Bell. The piano needs to be banged on and shit for noise to come out. <laughs> Shut up. So oh, then- shit. This dude invented the player piano. No. Even worse. Oh, all right. Never so- mind. <laughs> <laughs> so now Alex all like, nah, dude, check this shit out. 
So he spins back around toward the, the, the top of the open grand piano and just screams at it at the top of his lungs. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And the piano oh, okay. resonates because the strings, they pick up the pitch at which right, Alec right, right, had right. screamed at. And the Hubbards are like, whoa. Dude, shit's doing whale. He's doing whale songs in their fucking foyer. Yeah. And what? Hubbard's like, why did you do that? And does this have any practical application? <laughs> or is this just a parlor trick you use to pick up 15 year olds? Oh. <laughs> oh, did he know? Uh, well, no, there's power. There's a little paraphrasing there. Uh, but, you know, it's the idea of history is more important than what history is. Um, we all know this. So Alec <laughs> explains that the. The principle behind resonating and using multiple frequencies with with the same string is actually the basis of sending Morse code messages at different frequencies, therefore using a a multi-channel telegraph machine. So it's a harmonic telegraph machine. So Hubbard's like, oh, (laughs) I've wasted so much time at Western Union. Oh, so he's like one beep beeps could be higher than the other beep beeps and they'd be like split. Yeah, exactly. Like they can be sent over the same cable and then you can have different messages coming in different ways, different channels, a harmonic telegraph, mm, multi, mm, multiple mm, telegraph. Mm. So now, oh, Hubbard is hard. <laughs> He's like, would be. not only am I going to have a better alternative to Western Union, I'm going to put them out of business. And he says to himself, this fucking piano screaming monkey is going to make me rich. <laughs> If I uh, had a goddamn nickel every time I had that thought, <laughs> I'd have no nickels. Yeah, it's true. This is, uh, this is how it started. This is how this relationship started. So he offered yes. to fund all of Bell's experiments and inventions for a small cut, of course, um, mm-hmm. which was lucky America. for Bell because he had a similar offer from another parent of a different student. That guy's name was Thomas Sanders. So they formed a three-way partnership between Bell, Hubbard, Sanders, and it was known as the Bell Patent Association. Tom, you're getting me so hard right now. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of research in a little minute. Dude, it's a threesome. It's a threesome. Cody's getting hard, too. It's a threesome. I've been hard, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait until Watson comes in with his giant dick. Oh! (laughs) Say it slower. Let me start tapping the table. Could you imagine... Johnny Sins having sex with three other Johnny Sins. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the universe would implode. Yeah. Just them shoving their dicks inside of each other and uh that's what that's what this was historically for mm. mankind. Wow. So, summer break, 1874. Alec he goes up to Canada to vi- visit his parents. And he has a breakthrough up there. His multiple telegraph machine was okay, but what he really wanted was a talking version of it, the telephone. So this is this is now Alex summer break of 1874 is the reason that everyone listening to this podcast can lay in bed hungover and watch pornography on on their phone. Thanks, Alex. Well, oh, well, <laughs> yes, this is we've all been there. Everyone's been there. Sounds like a saint, Tom. But before you exalt the telephone, I want. The entomology nerd wants you to remember telephone literally translates to the far sound. Okay. So when you elaborate that over six or seven decades, um, you get a pornography hungover machine. Yeah, you get a far, right. far you're penis enough to yeah, the no. far sound. No, yeah. you're jacking you're off jacking to a far, off far penis and a far vagina or a far penis and a far butthole. 
Yeah, this is. I'm not contesting. Or a far, far vagina and a far vagina. I'm not judging. They're all far it's away. It's telephone, <laughs> not teleporn, Travis. But it uh, became teleporn, and yeah. that's why we have big screens that we say our phones. And really, <laughs> there's been a lot more pornography time than there has been phone call time on everyone's device. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, that's true. I, also, my mom listens to the podcast, so I know you're not doing that. Um, but you, that I is the world, so mom. I am so grateful my mom doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. Anyway, uh, like I say, he's vacationing at his parents' place in Canada. He's sitting in a field. He's thinking. He's watching some river right in front of his parents' place, just watching it go. Realizing that the voice mm. is, is more relative to the the river because transporting voice through a telegraph cable since it would never truly work you see the dots in the morse code are designed uh, are are made by the starting and stopping of electrical current and you can't have right. that happen with voice because voice is consistent there's no stopping and starting it's the, the idea of picking up sound is fluid unless if you're one of those oh. click no unless you're one of those click languages in africa which case that's all stop and starting. Yeah, but then you just you just speak Morse code. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe they got it right. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. It's true. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway, um, that's that was the breakthrough for him in the world of beep beep boop. He was like, he how do I make that happen? But up up up. So it was by looking at a river and being sad about something. That's the breakthrough. Now he had the idea. It would change the world forever. Whatever. It had something to do with magnets. So uh. How do those work? <laughs> juggalos. Mm-hmm. Are you saying the Juggalos invented the the porn machine that we all stare at? I'm just going to say that um, men consciously said a line, uh, magnets, how they work, something to that effect, uh, while speaking into a <laughs> magnet. <laughs> okay. Which is a oh, microphone. Okay. Yeah. A microphone is a, there is magnets, there's coil, oh, yeah. and it's like, how do they work? Miracles. Well, it's like, well, they figured it out, and that's, you can, you can attribute your success to that, but... I'm not a clown with with paint on my face. I'm a clown with no paint on my face. You like Fago? Zwick Fago. does. Really? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Let's see if he edits that out or not, if he's yeah. embarrassed about it. <laughs> Your move, Zwick. So now enters our story's possibly biggest sucker in a way, uh, Thomas Watson. Ah, interesting. So this is Alex's assistant and master metal worker. Thomas had a machine shop where he would work on other people's inventions you see a lot of inventors are just clumsy idiots and they need people with good abilities to work with metal and all kinds of materials to do their bidding for them so one day alec runs into thomas watson's studio he's all flustered he's sweaty he looks stupid yeah and watson's like who's this guy the two had not met yet so watson is like all right this prick is just in my studio usually i have a reception and they go there He's like, ah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. So Alec walks in. He's just like, ah, do you know what metal is? <laughs> what? And he's like, so now, now, um, basically Alec went in there fast so he could see how good Watson was with his medals. You know, he wanted to make sure he was recruiting the right guy. I guess it makes sense, but the wrong way of doing it. All right. Give me a dive bomb. Give me a fucking egg. So after the weird introduction, the the two end up working together. Um, but this was only on the harmonic telegraph, though. You see, that was why Sanders and Hubbard were funding them. So they can't just 
skip town and start working on something else with their money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. I also feel like artists do that shit too. Like I don't know how to paint, but like I got a vision, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't know how to make so, music, but podcast, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are we're kind of like that. But anyway, so they, this is how they have their funding. And part of the, the whole thing is that Bell is responsible for putting these patent designs together and then bringing them to the patent office in D.C. So he's on a trip down to D.C. to get the first shipment of patents off. You don't want to just mail those because, you know, it's it, their system, their their postal system then was like Italy's postal system, system now uh, doesn't work. So he's bringing these shits down, making it happen. And um, so while he's in D.C., Filing his patents, he stops by the lab of famed inventor Joseph Henry. Uh, two hmm. of them get to talking, and Henry was impressed with some of the electronic components developed by him and Watson. Bell then described the telephone to this great inventor, and Henry got pretty hard. He was like, "Dude, do that. That seems smart." <laughs> okay. So he's like, "Alex, a little shy." He's like, "I don't know. I'm gonna do it. It's kind of hard to do it. It seems like a lot." I got this paperwork to do and I don't have the expertise on electrical current that I do need mm-hmm. to make this happen. And Henry is just like, shut up and get it. Yeah, Alex. Just go fucking get Alex, it. Alex, if you have a hard, firm coil, you might as well push that shit. You know, fucking uh, crank that coil. Mm. Right. So this is the trip that finally encourages our greasy Scottish friend to make the damn Ooh, thing. Nice. He pitched the uh, idea to his business partners, Hubbard, Sanders, and Watson. It was a no-bite from Hubbard, though, who was doing most of the cash. It was just too futuristic. He was like, what Wow, what are you talking about? I want beeps and bops and boops and boops. I need real shit I can understand with, with re, you know, little rocks. I don't need this fucking voice shit. Like, I feel like the dude who's, like, who's like making the Morse code better... I don't know. I'm sure there were guys who are like, yeah, man, my Morse code can move seven times faster than your Morse code. Mm. Like, that's the Elon Musk, right? The guy who's oh, just like all flashy. But stop moving your mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, Alexander Graham Bell is like the Boston Dynamics. Interesting. He's making them fucking robots yeah. that are going to take us over with their voices, their blow sexual blowjibbers. <laughs> right. I think I, I think it's a good analogy. Now we got Alexander Graham Bell. He's running this idea of the telephone. Hubbard's not biting. He's just like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. Oh, also, I just wanted to tell you that I'm really into your daughter. That's kind of what happened there. For some reason, he <laughs> broke the telephone news and mm-hmm. the the I want to court your daughter news in quick su- succession. Succession. So they the two of them are like not happy with each other anymore. Um, okay. Hubbard's like, look. You're kind of creepy. Give me let her let her have a year, okay? Yeah, let her a year. Let she's her almost eighteen to a woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's not legal. You have inventing to legal. do. Come on. So eventually, the gossip got through. I don't know who told who, but Mabel found out that Alec wanted to ask permission to court Mabel. So she got in front of that one. She was just like, "Hey, uh, I know you're trying to court me. Don't not into it." So her response actually encouraged him, and he oh. started to write her. All the time. And after some time, she gave in. Because, you know, I don't know. Oh, my God. You could do that, guys. Just don't be a dick. Uh, also, Hubbard was like, fine. Courtship, it can happen. It's fine. I'm going to keep an eye on you, Mr. Scottish boy. <laughs> but it can happen. Laddie. 
So also at this time, he had been pretty low on cash. So now he's tutoring on the side. Um, Oh, his side tutoring had been neglected in order to make time for inventing, which while Hubbard funded, it wasn't funded very well. You understand he's got all the materials he wants, Uh, but he's not getting the pay. The pay. Okay. So he's kind of like scraping. I need seven iron breeze. Seven iron hmm. breeze per phone call. If we have fans in Scotland, can you send us iron brew? I'm so fucking curious. Wait, you never had it, Cody? Never have it I tastes, had an iron brew. It's the Mountain Dew of Europe. So it's <laughs> what? No, it's fucking horse piss. Please send us some. Mountain, I love that. It's not the Mountain Dew of <laughs> Europe, then. Well, either way, uh, when Bell's funds started running low, he switched his time and focused more to teaching because, you know, he's Got not an idiot. Uh, but Hubbard grew furious. He was just like, think of the competition. They're going to beat us to the harmonic telegraph. So Hubbard wow. gave him an ultimatum. And Hubbard's also not Scottish, so that was an inappropriate Scottish accent. He gave him this ultimatum. Yeah. He's just like, you can give up teaching or you can give up Mabel and inventing. So, mm. of course, Alexander Graham Bell, he's a simp. Uh-oh. So <laughs> he went on to be a simp venter. Simp venter. Nice. Oh, He's at the he's at the boundary of uh, mm-hmm. Zimbabwe and Thotswana. Zimbabwe <laughs> <laughs> Thotswana. I actually checked those two nations border each other. You're welcome. Oh <laughs> shit, Cody. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes, thank you for that. So the boys, Watson, Bell, they're working on the Harmonic Telegraph. It is June, June second, eighteen seventy five. Watson was in one room, and Alec was in the other. They had been experimenting with metal reeds for the creation of their Morse code uh, tone creators. Mm-hmm. Watson was plucking a reed by accident. Just kind of adjusted. <laughs> oh, plucked it. I thought he said fucking. And the sound. <laughs> what an inventor. <laughs> yeah, he's plucking around. All of a sudden, he's got, oops, yellow, uh, yellow. I, I, I plucked this reed. Oops. And Bell is like, oh, shit. I heard that loudest day over here. What did you just do? Huh. A happy so like, accident. I, th- I think we've actually made a telephone. That thing you were talking about. The far side. We just need to figure out a proper transmitter. So they're like, oh, fuck yeah. So the phone was in the bag. And now they were able to convince Hubbard because they had a working Example, prototype yeah. of what it was. They were like, hey, the, the noise is a little jumbled, but man, we can get this fucking thing working. So when mm. you said. We don't have to do this fucking dip, 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 dip. We could do something way cooler. So when you said read, are we talking about like a read that's in a clarinet? Yeah, but just out of metal. Oh, okay. It's all a little fucking... Because all a reed does is vibrate yeah. when you put air yeah. on it. So a, a metal reed will vibrate if you put electrical current through mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I love the metal ones. I think they work better. I vibrate when you put electric current through me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you do. So so now they, they put together a patent. The patent for the Magneto Electric Telephone was filed February 14th, Ooh, 1876. Hot Funny enough, on that same day, just a few hours later... An inventor named uh, Alicia no, Alicia Keys me, Elijah Gray. Oh, wait, Alicia no, Keys Alicia invented Keys. Uh, music? Alicia Keys. Yeah, she did it. She did it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Elijah. I wrote Alicia by accident, but Elijah Gray filed a patent for a device that was also for transmitting voices just through electric current. So, mm. what are the coincidences that two two inventors are going to bring a patent that's almost identical? To the same office on the same day, and Bell just happens to beat him there. Mm. It's weird. Oh, wow. It's highly contested yeah. and weird. 
Mm-hmm. Elijah Gray would even later team up with Western Union over the telephone patent. Uh, we'll see why Elijah Gray was second in the phone race, but later examination of his uh, invention on paper would say that it worked much better than Bell's. Mm. In fact, it was, in, it was a working prototype. Oh, wow. Mm. And Bell himself needed to make several big adjustments. That was nothing like the original patent. Therefore, we have this like weird telephone mystery happening here. Right. Yeah, right. Chicken or the egg. Because there's nothing. Yeah, there is no like, there's no hard evidence that anyone was ripping anyone off. But the coincidence of the fact that they're filing this, this patent on the same fucking day for this invention that's going to change the yeah. world. Is a little nuts. So it's kind but of you, like the patent office is playing telephone. You need to sit in the corner. Oh! <laughs> ring, ring, the, ring, 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 ring. Patent phone. There, there is a phenomenon called um, convergent uh, development, like where if the world needs something bad enough, like more than one people or entities will strive towards it. And like the, the biggest example of that. Like, isn't even technological. It's like the evolution of the wing. Like, birds like have. Planes and shit. Yeah, like, birds have a wing that is their arm. But if you look at, like, the mammalian counterpart of that, like the bat, that wing is their hand. So, like, mm. both creatures made, like, the strives to have flight, but they just had different approaches so, to it. So, you're saying Jesus loves fleshy webs. Give them to him. Yes, that's exactly Give what I'm to saying. Him. Give Thank them you. them fleshy webs. Hey, I'm Jesus. Back that fleshy web up. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice Travis. So anyway, <laughs> Bell returned. Down, back down to smart. Down. You did. <laughs> Make it smarter. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Uh, so Bell returned to Boston with his new patent uh, that could have possibly been uh, a scam piece. And uh, he got back to work. Because he still had some shit to put together. His only job, his only job, was to make it work. At this point, now the patents file is just like, okay, let's make it happen. So first day back, he started to work on a new transmitter, one that used liquid to transfer the voice into current. Hmm. Really? How'd that go? Now that idea was also laid out in detail in Elijah Gray's already functioning patent. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds fishy. Hmm. Hmm. Closer. This liquid technique seemed to work a lot better. The plot thick, 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 Next thick, day, thick, 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 thickens. With two C's. <laughs> yes, she thickens like Sarah J thickens. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> next day, Thomas Watson made a new liquid transmitter. It was basically a tub of water and battery acid with a speaking <laughs> tube, tube sticking out of the top. Uh, not anything like a telephone you've ever seen. Mm. That's how I describe and, my physical being, actually. <laughs> Just, just a, just a bucket with battery acid, yeah, and, a, and, a, and tube. a tube, yep. and a tube where you speak from or yeah. do other things. So basically, um, he gave the rig to our Bell fellow, who rigged it up in his room in the boarding house while their lab was, and Watson stayed in the lab room next door. Now, after setting it up, Alex said into the transmitter, "Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you." <laughs> Which miraculously, Watson was able to hear. Loud and clear. Oh. All he needed was the 
inspiration and the quick peek at someone else's telephone invention to make his invention work. <laughs> Weird, right? Wow. Yo, let me see what you're yeah. doing. Let me It'll see borrow. what you're doing over there. All right. All right. I'm going to do something over here. Get some notes. Yo, how you did it? I did that now. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean. They make shit better. Yeah, but they didn't have anything. <laughs> they went from nothing to just taking the transmitter. Well, if he's doing it better, might as well. You know, steal it. Yeah, steal it. Fuck you, oh, Mike. Mike. We know well, it's not good to steal. We, we, <laughs> you should never steal. We know Mike's gumption. Well, man. also, is this like, anyway. are we entering conspiracy zone time here? Because I know you love a good no, conspiracy. Because, I mean, we're talking about a Watson, right? Why is Why are all Watson smart boys? Because then Watson and Crick invent DNA or like find DNA. Like, and then we got Watson, Watson with the fucking sidekick of Sherlock. Yeah. What's with Watson, dude? Big brains. Yeah, man. They're just always in the Is right place. Is it all place the same the right person? Time. Is it a fucking Dracula? Like Watson. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> right place, right time. Uh, no poopy buttholes for Cody's penis. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there is a myth perpetrated by Mr. Watson's autobiography that those famous words that our good fellow Bell said, Mr. Watson, uh-huh, uh-huh, come here, uh-huh. I want to see you, was because Alec had spilled battery acid all over himself, and he wanted it to seem dramatic, and he was like, oh, Mr. Watson, I need you. Thank God the first phone call ever is an essential phone uh, call. Save my life. It's a 911. That's convenient. Yeah, of is course. It? Like, oh my God, thank th- thank God we invented that right then because I probably think heard my battery friend, acid. Yeah, but it never happened. Oh, it's yeah. a myth. Oh, it's think, all, all myth. Yeah, think sorry. of all the lives yeah. this device can save. How many lives can your mm. flashlight that you developed, which is made out of tree bark, can that save? Zero. No. Mm, don't speak too soon, my friend. <laughs> Times is up. Don't speak at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Cody. It's a <laughs> flashlight made of tree bark. That's the first one, dude. Progress. It stimulates. So in 1876, America's centennial birthday, Alex Ooh. got to show off his new invention at the International Centennial Exposition in Philly. It was a big show of all the cool shit that America did. All right. And there was all kinds of royalty there. A lot of really cool people out to see what America had been doing in its free time. Yeah. Look at this kaleidoscope. Um, Right, so the first public display of the telephone was done with the Emperor of Brazil, Don Pedro, sitting 500 feet away from Alec, who was reciting Shakespeare into the transmitter. It wasn't two-way yet, by the way. Uh, So Don Pedro jumped up out of his chair when he heard it, exclaiming, understandably, I hear, I hear. And the crowd was like, no fucking way. That guy just heard that guy. And he's barely yelling at all. <laughs> cool. It was a big hit on the international stage. Everyone was like, oh, shit. The gallery was packed with people trying to see someone talk to someone else. This is absurd to us right now. Like, I yeah. couldn't re- reading this research. I was just like, I'm getting it. My, my like grandma calls me then. and I'm like, I got to go, grandma. That's yeah. th- they were excited. Yeah, about just to hear someone you know, talk Shakespeare. Let yeah. loose the from dogs. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the um the place in Philly was so exuberant. They had never seen any technology like this before. In fact, the hall was in such a calamity and commotion that the the uh, organizers thought that the place was on fire and called the the fire department. They were like, something's going on here. It's oh, just so loud. It must be a fire. fire. That was like at E3 yeah. when they announced Halo Infinity. 
Was there a fire no. there? No, just really bad graphic. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Deep cut. So after months, the phone was improved drastically. Mm-hmm. Bell spent the next few months figuring it out. How to make it two-way. What's going on here? But it wasn't make, making any money at all. It was a novelty at this point. So the partners agreed to try to sell the patent. To whom, might you ask? Why? Western Union. Oh, fuck. Yay. Now, they already had a cable system running across America, and they're like, feasibly, we can make this happen. This is a great buy for you. And the president of Western Union was like, uh, no, not gonna happen. Declined the purchase, that invention, for $100,000, claiming it was nothing but a toy. Now, this is considered to be the worst passing up of business opportunities in American history. <laughs> Even worse than Blockbuster passing up on Netflix. Weird. Two years later, those same patents they tried to sell, they were putting down offers for $25 million. Wow. Wow. It's a lot of money. Yeah. In shit ton of like money. Like 1800s time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 1870s. Wow. wow. Fuck. It's a shit ton of money. So, in between those two years, Alex Dude. did have to hustle this invention like he did with his um, father's visible speech. I thing. mean, I think we've lived through one of those moments, and that was obviously with the Furby. Everyone was like, that's a toy. But now, the Furby mm-hmm. is it's a sex Everyone toy. Everyone put their money into yeah. Beanie Babies, and now where does that get us? Now the Furby you can find yeah. at any Goodwill. <laughs> you imagine a right. flesh-like so now- Furby? <laughs> Dude, no! Don't talk about that, Cody. Dude, yes. No! <laughs> no! Give me your money, we'll all be billionaires. Shut up. Oh, you! I love you! <laughs> I love you long time! It's a cash cow! Furby, <laughs> papa, beep boop, love you. I'll let you guys do this all night. <laughs> Beeping and pooping. Universal language, baby. Yeah. So, like like the universal language of visual speech mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he and his brother had shown at many universities, he's like, let's take this telephone on the road. <laughs> so, Watson and Al accept these stage shows yeah. with comedy and drama using the invisible Thomas Watson, who was calling from a block oh. away. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Block. He's a block away. Uh, people were astonished, and Hubbard was less than thrilled with the stage show, but recognized the effectiveness. So, they were making... This whole like stink about yeah we will come to your place bring a phone and I will call my friend find one of these mythological phones roaring yeah, audience that hotline hotline nope. hot my pants like what the fuck I mean it's it's science so I guess I don't know uh, at the end of the first year eight hundred Bell telephones had been installed in the states proving itself to be very useful to people and not just a novelty business folks would use these public bell telephones mm-hmm. oh quick question yeah so they, they, they did they have telephone lines back then or no they use the morse code lines well they use the most morse code lines and then would uh they use some of the private ones to make this work and then they uh, had to run their own lines all right can i go on a slight um on topic tangent that's not what sure. that word means <laughs> okay the Thing I hate the most are fucking telephone lines. Telephone lines have existed yeah. for like 150 years. They're literally the same shit, a piece of wood that we haven't sunk into the ground yet because that shit, that technology exists. But we just don't like you. If you think about telephone lines, they're ugly as fuck. Yeah, but yeah. the problem was when you put it in the ground is when you have an issue. 
You have to rip up a whole. No, block. you just yeah. fucking make grates and shit. Like I don't know. We've had this technology for 150 years. Why oh, yeah. has is it still an ugly? If you go down your fucking like you know any town you're in and on your main street, like it's ugly. It's a bunch of fucking wires. Wild West had telephone wires. Yeah. I think how much well, of a process that would be though. To, like, well, we had 150 wire. years to do it. It's stupid. We use a technology. Well, now we're wireless. Mike, and you, we still just want to keep them up. You get yeah, pussy pics through, through your me. phone, like through the middle of like thin air. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we get like Magic. talk? Yeah. Why can't we get a human talking through the same thin air? Well, also, it's like, also, well, it's I, like, what is our solution? I'm going to cut down a tree and put wires up on it. Like, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> it still works. I hate it. It is stupid, but we wouldn't be doing this right now if someone didn't do something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair. I agree, though. I, it could Fair. be done better. And also, I'm glad you brought that up because Alexander Graham Bell himself hated the idea of running telephone really? wires everywhere. He was not into My it. Dude. I will cover that shortly. <laughs> so, in 1877, they formed the Bell Telephone Company. Alec was making a lot of money and decided it was time to actually get married to Mabel, Ooh. who is now legal. <laughs> so, they did the thing, and Alec's wedding gift to... His wife was a third of his shares in the company, How making her stupid rich and possibly one of the richest women wow. in America. Alec went uh, international, showing his invention to famous folks like uh, royalty and lizard people like the Queen of England. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Victoria back yeah, then. That was a fucking oldie. Gold oldie. Let me rub one yeah, out to the gold uh, oldie. Yeah, t- fuck, uh, fuck you, Sarah J. Queen Vicky. Shut up. (laughs) Never say anything bad about an onion booty like that again, sir. Brings a tear to your eyes. That's a gentleman and Tom coming out. Anyway, the competition was still on, though. This was not, um, they weren't without their resistance. Western Union enlisted the help of Elijah Gray and six foot tall shit sandwich Thomas Edison to develop their (laughs) own telephone service. Now, here comes the lawsuits. Over the next few years, Bell was in and out of court battling Western Union, contesting Watson, walking through all the processes of invention. Somehow they win the whole thing, even though there is this paper trail of a little bit of, uh, you know, idea theft. Hmm. Eventually they settle the multiple suits with Western Union, and then Western Union sells their patents that they had developed to the Bell Company because they're big enough now. Dude, you know what's... Then the Bell Company... Sorry, you know what's crazy is that, like, when we were growing up, like, literally, uh, in, on Long Island, at least, like, literally, I remember, like, our phones being, like, Bell. Bell Atlantic. They got rid of it. Yeah. Now it's, like, whatever, yep. Verizon or whatever. But, like, I grew up and it was Bell yep. Atlantic, and that's fucking Alexander Graham Bell. Yep, that's that Well, name. I'm glad you asked, because while Bell was still alive, they, um, they, they need to make an umbrella company. Because the bell was actually just the telephone. They needed to make a distributor of the cabling system. So Bell Telephones Mm -hmm. started another company called the American Telephone and Telegraph Company. Whoa. Also known as AT&T. Oh. Which now will sell all your privacy to the highest. (laughs) Okay. Fuck. All right. AT&T. My cell phone (laughs) service means telegraph. Yep. Isn't that weird? Like, I use AT&T. Oh, me too. Am I still telegraphing? Wait, uh, yeah, was West American Telegraph? Was 
This this Pixel three three XL is vintage. <laughs> Wait, was uh yeah, Cody is legit vintage. Was Western Union what? was their organization called Verizon, and that was because no, that because no. Western Union's boss had Verizon tattooed on his penis. Huh? Yeah, he is <laughs> a V. That's a nice way of uh, naming anything. Yeah. Really, it's like Horizon with a V. Penis markings. Oh. <laughs> anyway, enough phone shit. Can I get a quick I'm sure pee? we all just had a climax of realizations. Quick pee. Alec wanted to prove that he was more than a one phone pony, if you would. Uh, he had some inventing in him. He, along with his new assistant named Sumner Tainter, <laughs> no, went. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. Him and Sumner Tainter went on to invent the photophone, which was a device that allows transmission what? of speech to be beamed through light. Dude, no. fiber yes. optic? Yes, fiber optic. Whoa. He invented it. Yeah, it's crazy shit. Dude, he legit had transmitters that would receive and send messages from like 100 yards away wow. with no cables. Whoa. This is the 1880s. That's sci-fi. That's crazy. Yeah. And people really, they they welcomed the telephone thing, but that was a little too I much. I have a. That was like voodoo I science. have a quick question. Did he also invent the giant spider in Wild Wild West? No. Uh, <laughs> Cody. Uh, he absolutely Cody did. Cody answered for he me. Absolutely uh, I think he might have. <laughs> now, you guys remember when Mike did that excellent research and episode Best episode, Roast Mortem. I, it's up there. Yeah, for Charles Gateau. Wait a minute. Was that the guy right? that jerked off in the bushes and like uh, he was like, people were having orgies and then he shot a president? He's no good boy. Not just the bushes. Yeah. Where else did. Well, <laughs> Mike, what would you say about him to sum him up for uh, listeners who haven't heard that great episode? A religious fanatic, nihilist. Not nihilist, maybe. What's another word for. Uh, like a, he was like uh, schizophrenic, narcissistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. narcissist, yeah, PP narcissist, yeah, yeah. PP narcissist. There you go. You just yeah. listen to the episode. Yep. You'll hear about all of Mike's smart, smart yeah. research. Exactly. I want full <laughs> smart, now, right? right? So he's the guy who's sh- sh- full smart. No, s- <laughs> no breaks. Only smart. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dude, great T-shirt. <laughs> full smart. <laughs> now the he like Mike saying uh, crazy guy. He shot. Andrew Garfield, one of our uh, presidents that didn't really get to make a lot of move. And he hated Mondays. Yeah. So this was another time when when Gateau shot Garfield. This was when Alec was able to shine again. He was like, oh, shit, I made the phone, but I need more of this. I need people like me still. More credit. Uh, So this happened in 1881. Gateau uh, shoots Garfield. The bullet was lodged into the president's body, and nobody can get that damn Mm -hmm. thing out. So Alec. Right. was enlisted to make a device to save the lasagna president's <laughs> life. Normal, get out of the room. Go to Abu Dhabi. Yes, so he brought his new invention, oh. the metal detector, to find his bullet. Now, Mike, you discussed this before, but oh. just quickly. Although the trial runs uh, of the device scanning through meat that he had put bullets in, <laughs> Uh, they proved to be very successful, but the president's case, uh-huh. it had proven not to be successful. Two reasons. One was because depth was never truly considered, so it was a never. one-dimensional... Yeah, it's like, yeah we know exactly where yeah. the bullet is because there's a fucking hole there, you dumb idiot. 
<laughs> oh look i think the bullet's here it's like oh yeah. well yeah f- fuck me yeah <laughs> eureka right so the device was pretty useless because of the depth thing was never put into perspective and also the mattress that the orange president lay on was uh Whoa. used used um mattress bed springs which wasn't as common Which at are the time. metal. That was metal, so it threw the fucking piece off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a shame. Dumb. We lost Garfield. We lost yeah. him. Jim Davis brought him back, but we got him. Ah, <laughs> oh, but who will hate Mondays and love lasagna? Shortly after Mabel gave birth to their uh, third child, Edward, prematurely, unfortunately, the child died very shortly Ooh. after being born due to breathing problems, and Bell went to work on his, fir- his next invention, the respirator. Uh. The basis of this was the iron lung. Really? Uh, this dude was kind of wow. So he's like, I had a squid baby, was, and now I need to figure out how people breathe. That's right. nice. Yeah. Figure that shit yeah. out for us. He's a cool dude. He's inventing all kinds of shit. He then gets into the field of yeah. aeronautics. He's working on airplanes. And then he goes into hydroplanes. He actually invented the first uh, seaplane oh, prototype. Wow. A, a plane that can land. fucking with me? No, I'm not fucking with Wait, you. but what about the Wright Bros? Really? Yeah. Well, they were making the airplane, but they didn't make a seaplane, something that could land on the sea. <laughs> okay. Like, he, yeah, he right, added to right. their invention. Wait, but what what year is this? Like, so the Wright Bros did their shit, but, like, I mean... I'm sorry. I have my timetable fucked up. He's alive into the Do 1900s. It. So everything that everything I just said that was very confusing, after the Wright Brothers made the plane, he was still alive inventing oh, okay. shit. All right, I see. Remember, he did the, he did the telephone in 1870... One, eighteen seventy two ish, about there, mm-hmm. and he was only in his late twenties. Oh, okay, wow. so he's like forty now. Yeah, so pardon my confusion. I had so that was down there. A did did you see here. anything when, uh, like, because he invented this thing, and I'd imagine, like, whenever there's a new technology, only the rich people have it. Like, so only the rich people had telephones. What was he around yeah, for? Probably. Like the adoption well, of when it like became the norm, like. Um, he saw it grow, but the original idea was he was competing with Western Union, so his idea wasn't to put it into hmm. people's houses. It was to make, essentially, pay phones. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So you can make calls from place to place. Um, you would have to be in a certain location. For those of you that, yeah, for those of you that are too young to know, a pay phone was a phone that you'd put quarters into, <laughs> and you'd call someone. Dude. Very greasy phone. Yeah. So many diseases yeah. from the payphone. Yeah. So, uh, up until this point, besides a little idea theft, uh, we like him, correct? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you say gotta... maybe we like him. Enough. I like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, here's where I rip it all. Oh, uh, yeah. Do it, fucker. Yeah, on, Tom. He still wanted to help the deaf people of the world. So he started another school in Washington, D.C., uh, but any child could enlist. See, the idea was he wanted to assimilate deaf kids into normal society. So deaf kids go there, a lot of deaf kids, but we have teaching for anyone. Not such a bad idea. It was important for Bell to have the normie kids around so the deaf ones could be used to communicating with normies. He didn't like the idea of deaf people having their own culture. He used this school to push his visual speech thing that his father developed. He even taught Helen Keller for a short while, but she didn't exactly have a set of peepers to make the visual um, speech work mm. out. Didn't they also just like call those people back then dumb? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Not being like, yeah. yeah. 
it was weird. Like idiot was a clinical term and ideologically. Ideal. Sorry, I've been fucking up words yeah. all night. Ideology. Like, right. I don't know. I just feel like that's so crazy that like dumb just used to be like a medical term. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yep. And idiot. Right. And also yeah. retard. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I was growing up, retard literally meant like IQ less than 40. Now it's just something you call other people at the end of. No, it's something you team. say and then get canceled uh, immediately. Line. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we, yeah. yeah. Let's not say that. Did we say No, that? we said it Don't in the context that. of um, conscious people mm. yes. who are trying to be nice. Oh. No one can see our faces right now. Anyway, Bell tried to make it a point of deaf people assimilate into the normal world, uh, which means no sign language. Huh. Really? Yep. He's like, no, stop talking with your hands, you idiots. You're going to speak with your mouth. Motherfucker. He considered sign language a foreign language and thought that every single person in America should speak English. So basically, Bell transforms from this fun-loving inventor to try to help out community to the crazy redneck dude saying, speak English or go back to Mexico. <laughs> Except the Mexicans were deaf people. <laughs> no! Well, also, was it, isn't, isn't, I think they've changed it now. But isn't sign language incredibly racist? Like, isn't the uh, no the I know no. the name for what like you mean? language really? cannot be racist. It's the well intent. the intent of it is the Hold intent of it what is to say. racist because like they called why I think the sign language for Jew is like like a big nose or something like that. That's funny. That's funny. I don't. Are you trying to say? Are you so woke that you cannot realize that sign language is actually a comedic? <laughs> piece of uh information that could be used not a information a tool maybe not so much comedic as intuitive. i don't know if you're just comparing an attribute to like an entire group of people as opposed to like i'm looking this up fuck yeah. you travis well i, I know mean, you're jewish tom are you offended by your shots gets the point across <laughs> no i'm not offended by it and also like you know we're, we're Tom Schnoz is great. It's just it's just a fucking tool, like, you know, whatever it is. Like yeah, I guess the message across. I don't care like I, I, I just don't see anything though. offensive about it, really. Like this is the shortest way to fucking do this. You have a very limited they have th- there's less things you could do with your hands visually than you can with your mouth. Yeah, that's true. Like this is this is already a marginalized group <laughs> of people. Yeah, so they're like, why don't we just get I, I just, you know the all other marginalized like i don't know whatever the sign Rabbits language is, is for right. black i'm pretty sure there's never been a black deaf person who was just like no it's going to be african american you know like it doesn't matter because it's not it's not actually like it, i don't know i'm getting preachy or something i'm right right no. cody how it's good travis is correct i'm wrong i know the, it i'll shut up i don't the fuck. sign language for jew is a um <laughs> accentuated yeah. motion of the proboscis really yeah uh, all right. Well, look, either way, I, I, the thing is the language is designed to be as intuitive as possible. And if that intuition involves slight racism, I, I just think they, I guess that's, it's, they could have picked something human? better. Like, you know, yeah. to say Jew, you pull, no, you well, pull out your dick and you just like slice. <laughs> You're going to only say okay, Jew once. Then. I have a slice wiener and I'm not Jewish, though. Yeah, but that comes from the Jewish culture. Yeah, me too. I got a slice Or you just, wh- what, you whip, whip out your wallet <laughs> yeah. or something? What are you going to do? No, I whip out my wiener. Your meat wallet. Do you just say gefilte fish? Thank you, Mike. <laughs> you call them bottom feeders? No, I pull out my wheat, meat wallet, <laughs> like Mike said. Right. Okay, so anyway, 
let's get back to this point. If I send it sounded pretty insensitive there, it's because those are my feelings. Um, so in 1884, Bell published a paper called Upon the Formation of a Deaf Variety of the Human Race, in which he, sure he does. warned against a great calamity facing the nation. Deaf people were forming clubs, socializing with one another, and consequently marrying other deaf people. The creation of a deaf race yearly would grow larger and more insular. Um, and this, this is a huge problem. This is a goddamn, I'm paraphrasing there. But anyway, so basically he was a eugenicist. Through and Wait, through. so he was eugenicizing so he deaf fuck. people, or was he promoting deaf people to bang each other? So, no, he didn't want deaf oh, people okay. to bang each other. The idea of him helping deaf people was to save them from the embarrassment of being deaf. It is the least sensitive really? type of, of right. helping. It's like, you're wrong, I'm going to show you how to be mm. normal. And it's like, okay, eh, oh, uh, I'm not going to get preachy again. A little fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's pretty fucked <laughs> up. Mean. Wait, you're doing it wrong. You can't use yeah. your holes in the side of your head. What are you fucking dumb? Right. He he just wanted them to be more. I like the holes. He wanted them to be more tolerable to normal people. That was the idea. Get in line. Normal. So eugenicists called for regulation outlawing intermarriage of deaf people, but Bell didn't see that gaining a lot of traction. So he had his own ideas to solve the um I don't know das deficiency issue. <laughs> so. <laughs> he would find the common bond in deaf deaf culture and crush it. So he tried to make sign language illegal because this is how they were able to talk. Basically, he sought to remove sign language. Deaf teachers and residential schools where deaf people were able to mingle amongst each other. He thought that this was going to create a larger problem. Why? Yeah. Um. So answer, Mike. That's fucked up. Yeah. He he was wanted- hindering them. For his own selfish he didn't, ideas. He doesn't want deaf culture. He thought yeah. that it was just a terrible thing to have deaf, deaf people around. And even his wife, them. the idea, his wife is deaf. He made her so she can read Out loud. people's lips and yeah. that she could talk and that she doesn't Do sound like Do you think he used that yeah. douchebag move of like, dude, I can't be prejudiced against deaf people because my wife is deaf? Kind of. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, right? Interesting, Travis. Yeah, dude, I um, can't tell them that totally. they can't bang each other because I'm banging one, right? Like that's what he's doing right there. Yeah, right? he's not exactly. deaf though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's just like I'm a normie and I'm having sex with a deaf person, not because deaf people are evil, but they should be eradicated in the future. He was a eugenicist mm-hmm. light. He didn't want to make laws prohibiting them from having sex. He wanted to sway them from not, not having like sex the, with each other. Yeah, not like bad the state of Israel which actively euthanized black people. Shh. <laughs> you can't have a podcast and mention Israel. Who the fuck do you think you are, motherfucker? Oh my goodness. So fortunately, the American public did not see much value in the great inventor's crusade to um, whittle away at deaf people. So mm-hmm. not it didn't really go anywhere. He was very open about this, but it never became an issue. It was more of like, oh, that's a funny idea, Grandpa. Where'd you learn that? Scotland or Canada? Where'd you pick that up? So uh, he became just a couple other things. He became the second president of the National Geographic Society. That was fun. Uh, he started a magazine with his father-in-law called Wait, Science. you saying that this dude's oh, taking pictures of worms and shit? <laughs> uh, he, what? Uh, yes. Yes. He's going on National Geographic. He's like, this mm. is a worm, dog. Sure. 
I appreciate it. Maybe it is. I like looking Maybe at worms. Right. So, in short, I'm wrapping this yeah. guy up quickly. Bell was basically a crazy inventor, man, whose later inventions were overshadowed by the telephone. Um, but who needs a fucking spotlight when you're that rich? I mean, he was so loaded after making the telephone. Didn't matter. Really? Oh, yeah, man. It was the goddamn telephone. Yeah, he owned AT&T. Wait, did he also own Bell? Yeah, and he owned AT&T. Bell. He owned like a third. He owned a quarter of Bell and he owned a quarter of Damn. AT&T. Wow. So it would be unfair to say this man didn't do the cool shit that we discussed, but it would also be uh, inappropriate to get into his later years because they are pretty uneventful, especially for a podcast. Yeah. With that, someone asked me how he did it. How did this baby hmm. build such a tip hole? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell had a nasty case of the diabetes. Really? Far too many entomins in the lab. Mm, I'll do it. <laughs> August 2nd, 1922, at 2 a.m., his wife, Mabel, whispered into her, uh, you know, with her deaf accent. She's like, uh, don't leave me. And Alec replied, no. Nah. And oh, so she, <laughs> so he died of ASMR. She was like, don't, no, don't, no one yeah, dies of that. Don't, that's, that's, don't that's, leave me. Don't leave me. And she like, that's something. She's like, he really said no. He said no. I think he was trying to be sweet and be like, I won't leave you. Oh. But he also, he's just a liar. So yeah. whatever. I'll pro- I'm pretty sure I'm going to lie on my deathbed Probably. too. So I can't hold that against him. Me too. Yeah, me too. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I get there. Yeah. Anyway, that's Alexander Graham Bell. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Oh, yeah. I would probably die in the gutter like a real man. I'm Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Cody, can you do? Yeah. Can you take us out? Surely. Uh, this has been a sexual, throbbing episode of Roast Mortem Cast. Hot. Yeah. Steamy. Give me another adjective, Mike. Um, what you got? Delightful. Delightful after hot and steamy. Yes. Very good, Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's good. Sh- sh- show <laughs> us your legs. Um I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't being Dude, honest. those are some good legs. He's got you got some good stock right there, man. They're fifty Thanks. years we old at it. least. But yeah. thank you for listening to this episode of Roast Morning Cast on the Inventor. Nay. The muse of the far sound, a.k.a. the telephone. A.k.a. the dick pic. Well, the <laughs> thing is, I attribute dick pickage to more of the far computer more than the far sound. because Cody, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to do it. Do whatever the fuck you want, man. Big shout out to Sean yeah! O'Reilly. Oh, yeah, make How it rain. I possibly forget the biggest Who's that? laughing... Uh, gentleman of our podcast, Sean Bowrain. He's a good oh, guy. Shit. Go listen to him. Well, he laughs awesome. harder than the rest of you. It's yeah, weird. He, yep. Check out patreon.com slash rosemorncast. Do what Tom said. We do shit. And be like Sean. But that is Please. our episode of Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, yeah. I'm going to eat some really hot peanuts. That's my new thing that I'm going to do. <laughs> really? You yeah. I got that? some really hot peanuts and I'm going to eat them on Patreon. I'm going to go. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. This been Me I've too. been there's been a lot going on. I've been moving, but I'm ready to <laughs> for all you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs>
We're leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my God. Thank you for sitting here. I'm going to end this show you. with Thanks a song. Alexander Graham Bell told us how to take pictures of a dick. You got to get at a low angle so that shit looks bigger than it really is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell. It's true. You're gonna look good. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta buy one of those Coronitos. You know the little bottles of Corona. Hold it next to it. Wow, look how big. Life size. Yeah, you don't, you don't no, want you no don't. shrimp, dude. You want a shrimp? You want a jumbo shrimp? You want to eat the shrimp? You don't want to have, take a picture of a shrimp. <laughs> All right, bye. jumbo. Bye. Bye.